0: Who?
1: Staying out past curfew, go out to the parking lot and get your provost soaked. You're listening to Pligonometry. This is a family sit-down talkie thing where I sit down with a member of my giant, colossal, massive, massive, huge family, and we talk about what it's like having soaked provos. What's up, babes? What's up, dudes? What's up, babe dudes? What's up, dude babes? I'm so stoked you guys are listening, man. I've been looking at my analytics, and dude, the podcast keeps on growing. We got people listening in from Turkey, Papua New Guinea. Belgium, Denmark, Hong Kong, guys, how are you listening from all these places? And South Dakota has not had a single listen yet. <laughs> That's weird. But um, guys, I'm so stoked for this week's episode. But before we get into it, I have some housekeeping things that I have to do. Okay, so I'm going to be releasing things bi-weekly now. Um, I'm starting grad school in about a week and a half, and I'm going to be getting slammed with school and all that. So I want to make sure that I'm managing my expectations correctly and not stressing myself out too much because my mental health is important. And guess what? Yours is too. And if this podcast is like, oh my God, I hate it because it makes me feel stressed, then don't listen to it, dude. You don't have to. It's okay. It's all good. It's all good in the hood. So, We're doing that bi-weekly now and then secondly i'm actually going to be heading down to utah the the motherland and uh it's going to be from september 8th through let's see here let's pull up my google calendar um 8th through the 12 no not the 8th it'll probably be the 15th through the 19th of september Um, that way i'm going to go down there and if you are in the state of utah in the salt lake area specifically Um, and want to sit down on my podcast with me, and you're like, I know I'm related to you, let's do it. Absolutely, man. Reach out on Instagram, Facebook, email. You guys know the drill, right? I would love to sit down with anybody and everyone who wants to, even if they're homeless, and I'm going to give them some tuna sandwiches and tell them to get a subscription to Planet Fitness so they can spend $10 a month on showers. Pro tip, if you're homeless, Planet Fitness. That's the way it goes, dude, Uh, or anytime fitness. Um, But anyway, so yeah, I'm going to be heading down to Utah, and I'm so stoked to sit down with a bunch of people down there. we got a few interviews lined up, and you guys are going to be hearing a lot of really awesome stories and perspectives from the folks down there. So all that being said, this week's episode is one that is unique entirely to the podcast. I sit down with a a friend of mine who I've gotten to know over the course of the last few months um, through the Spokane comedy scene, and she is a regular. She is not a performer, but she is a regular audience member. She really loves watching stand-up. She really loves watching us bomb, (laughs) basically. Excuse me. And her name is Rabbit, and Rabbit is polyamorous. So I decided to talk to her and say, hey, you know what, I have this podcast, here's what it's about, you know, you should listen to a few episodes, kind of get a vibe, would you be interested in sitting down with me and talking about it? And she said yes. So we coordinated our schedules, um, because she has a crazy one, <laughs> and uh, we decided to sit down and, ta- and chat with her, me and uh, my producer and creative partner, Fraser McMinn, who you guys know and love from the YSR episode, um, he and I sit down and... We just pepper her with questions, man. And she was so wonderful and she is so nice and she just pulls back the curtain on this thing that people just are really kind of confused about. And to be honest, I was so, I got so educated, dude. I got so educated and it was awesome. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode that I have with Fraser and Rabbit.
0: Here's
1: my first question when or how did you, was polyamory something that you kind of like always knew about yourself or was it something that you kind of had a realization of due to certain circumstances or anything like that?
2: I would say that I came to it naturally because when I started dating, I wasn't dating just one person. I was dating four people when I was in high school and that was my first dating experience was with those four individuals and it, Honestly, never occurred to me until much later that I should date only one person because no one really said anything about it, okay. and you know nobody seemed to have any trouble with it. Do you mind
1: moving that mic just a little bit closer to your?
2: Oh sure.
3: We're just gonna turn it down just so a bit th- like those, that. those four, those four individuals that you said, mm-hmm. were, were they aware of each other?
2: Yes, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I would never, and? I would never date somebody who was not aware that I was also dating other people.
3: Well, that's a good call. Interesting. Yeah. Like that. So how old, how old were you then?
2: Um, I would have been 13, 14 at that time.
3: Wow. Okay. Wow. That's earlier, earlier than me than I had in my head <laughs>
1: yeah. earlier than, than me. Dude. Than me. <laughs> yeah. Way earlier than me. I think I had my first girlfriend. Yeah. I, my first girlfriend was when I was 17. Yeah. Yeah. First kiss, all the What, that. You
3: didn't have like you didn't have little primary school. Sorry, <laughs> elementary school. Uh, like little you know you know the First you know step. when they last like a week? No and
1: Fraser, I went to Oh you I went, went to school a pine with ska-
3: your friend with your family. I went to school
1: <laughs> with my family, dude. <laughs> no. I had no flings oh, man, when I was in you elementary didn't
3: experience school. Experience that. See, that's what it's, you needed to learn those tools early
1: on, brother. Look, growing up in polygamy, you miss out on a lot, man. You miss out on a lot. There's small, little specific things that I just don't I don't have the structure in my brain to empathize with that situation. I just don't.
3: Pretty gnarly. <laughs> I think it would be more
1: gnarly if it was the other way around.
3: <laughs> <All> right, <totally. laughs> um, so, so you okay? So you're about thirteen, fourteen. You're with um, four individuals, mm-hmm. and were, were you all at the same school, or like, so it, was it like no. fairly open?
2: Uh, two two of them were at my school, and then the other two were at separate schools from each other as well. So I. Saw two of them on a regular basis, and then the other two, um, I was dating a guy who I was kind of working with at the mall. And when you were 14? Yeah. <laughs> where, where did
1: you work at the mall when you were 14?
2: Uh, J.C. Penney.
1: J.C. Penney. Yeah. I was hoping Jamba Juice.
2: Yeah. I lied about my age. Sorry, Fraser. You don't know, do you know what Jamba
1: Juice is?
3: I have no idea what's a Jamba Juice.
1: All right. We'll tell you later when you're older. <laughs> no, it's, it's a smoothie place. Um, it, it's like every American mall ever has a Jamba Juice in it.
3: They do. Is it like a healthy smoothie place, or yeah. is it like a? Um, yeah, I mean,
2: yeah, they're addicting. That's a lot. That's of sugar. True. When you say,
3: uh, well," I mean, is that well? You know, it's America, so yeah, yeah. Probably everything not. Is,
2: everything <laughs> is too big and has too much sugar.
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Just like everything in
1: America, dude. That's, that's the way it goes. So you were, you're, you wanted to prioritize the fact that they knew about the other,
2: yeah, the I, other people. That to me is absolutely essential because it's, it's the difference between ethical non-monogamy and people who are just cheating on each other. And there are some
0: polyamorous
2: agreements where people have a don't ask, don't tell style relationship where they would say, I don't want to know who you're seeing or what you're doing outside of our relationship. So just don't tell me. And, but that has to be agreed upon in advance. That's not something that you just unilaterally decide for everyone around you.
1: I think there might be a few polygamous relationships that are very similar. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Thinking about, I mean, I don't know. I obviously have no clue. Um, But it just seems like that might be a thing that would be um, a part of at least a few of my family members' relationships. I'm not talking about my immediate family, but just in the scope of the AUB Mm -hmm. and where I grew up and everything. Um, It seems as though it's like, hey, I don't, I mean, yeah, I know Wednesday is her night, but I don't want to hear about it. Right. Or, or that kind of thing, because that do you think that those people who want the don't ask, don't tell are just trying to stave themselves off from feelings of jealousy?
2: That's possible. I mean, you can when you compartmentalize in that way, you can kind of avoid the more intense, jealous feelings if you're sure. that kind of person. But I think what happens over time if you do that is you're just avoiding the problem until it explodes. OK, so I yeah. don't I don't see it as healthy and that's why I make sure that everybody knows about each other.
1: And is well aware,
2: well aware. Yeah. And it doesn't mean, they don't need details. You don't have to hear about (laughs) everything, but at the very least you need uh, need uh, to be aware of their existence.
1: Yeah. That's, that's (laughs) an exercise in healthy boundaries probably. Yeah. Okay. So the communication is kind of the most paramount thing from what I'm kind of gathering. Yeah. Anybody
2: you talk to in in polyamory circles will tell you that communication is the number one thing.
1: Numero uno. Mm -hmm. What's numero dos?
2: You know, It really depends on who you ask. There are different varieties of polyamory. So there's the, okay. Second rule is don't
3: talk about fight club.
0: (laughs) 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 So
1: I think that's a great spot to kind of like, um, make sure that we have a checkpoint. So now I have so many questions. So varieties of polyamory. Mm -hmm. Okay. Hit me with them, cause I'm I'm one of those people who I don't really know that side of things that all that much, right? Um, just because I've never been a part of a polyamorous relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you're the first person that I've like actually sat down and talked to, um, who is polyamorous and is like first off willing to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I appreciate Definitely. it. Um, so yeah, for the lay person, what can you just give us like a not so much an elevator pitch, but like kind of a synopsis?
2: Sure. Yeah. So I I can't speak to every branch or type of polyamory because sure. I only really know about myself personally. But it sounds like
1: there's, you know, an infinite amount of yeah, different types of absolutely. relationships. Just like with anything,
2: okay. like if you, as, you know, as a monogamous person, if you say I'm in a relationship, that can mean something very different to you than it means to your neighbor across the street or your friend or a family member. And, you know, just the definition of relationship means a lot of different things. So with polyamory, it's the same because it involves people and anything involving people is messy. Yeah. So for polyamory, I'd say on one end of the spectrum, you have what's called kitchen table poly. And that is generally when everyone in the relationship interacts with each other on a daily basis. Perhaps they live together, perhaps they raise children together. And they're very involved in each other's lives. This is
1: kitchen table.
2: Kitchen table. Poly. I
1: love. I love that. That that is a great term for it. I like yeah. It it's so wholesome.
2: It the, <laughs> kitchen the good visual, table polyamory the whole family sitting down together. This is
1: like '50s sitcom.
2: <laughs> it is absolutely.
1: Dude, let's make a '50s Everyone sitcom. That,
2: <laughs> that's that heartwarming. Do
3: that sounds lovely. Yeah, it
2: <laughs> sounds nice.
3: Doesn't it? Meatloaf.
1: Well, it's kind the of the
2: like you,
3: you've got you've got you've got family members that that's what's up right like that's yeah. uh yeah yeah so yeah, that's, that's i mean really it's what you know no yeah and i think and what's so great about having
1: you on rabbit is that like there's so many similarities between polyamory and living polygamy mm-hmm. and i honestly truly think that one of the only thing that's different about it is just the religious part mm-hmm. like the dynamics mm-hmm. the logistics i mean maybe there's a little bit more tradition involved possibly i mean maybe not tradition but more like uh like schedules, like that's a thing, right? Um, I'm assuming that you don't have a schedule in your polyamorous relationships.
2: Oh, it depends, what do you mean by that?
1: You, so you don't have like Mondays, I see Mike, Tuesdays I see Tim, Wednesdays I see Walter, and Thursdays I see
3: Thor. You kind or of nodded there as if, like, how did you I know mean, all their names?
2: <laughs> Have you been looking at my Google Calendar? <laughs> there, is a, there is a joke in polyamorous circles that your primary relationship is with your Google Calendar.
1: Oh, so. <laughs> love it. I fucking love that. Because that is great. A lot
2: of people do... Pretty intense scheduling. Okay. Like, you know, if you're an adult, you have a lot going on. Sure. So you do have to do that sometimes. Okay. Depending on how, here's another term for you, polysaturated.
1: Polysaturated. So okay, if you, polysaturated. If you are What's in that? a
2: lot of relationships, or even if you're only in one, but it's enough for you at this time, then you would be considered polysaturated. So okay. if would say, I'm not looking to date more people, I have enough going on right yeah. now.
1: You're not looking for new prospects. Right. And okay. And
2: if you are very polysaturated, which I know a few people who are dating... Upwards of ten different people, holy, which is bollocks. a lot. And in that case, <laughs> you definitely need to have that schedule just so that nobody falls through the cracks. Because you don't, you don't want to miss time with the people you love.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's really unique. That's really unique. And 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 again, this is you're pulling the curtain back because when I was growing up, it was so weird to hear. I mean, first off, I mean, any sort of non-traditional like cisgender monogamous relationships, anything outside of that was viewed as, you know, evil, you know, gay relationships, lesbian, all that stuff. And so like having you on and, and just kind of talking just like so basically and so just like, this is just the way that it is, is so comforting for the people who might be experiencing those same types of feelings or urges who grew up in the AUB. Um, and just kind of just showing everybody that I grew up with like, Hey, (laughs) why are we being so mean to these polyamorous folks? Because, you live polygamy, dude. Right. <laughs> like, it's the same thing. It is. It's, yeah,
2: It's very similar. And throughout my life, I've had a lot of friends who are part of the Mormon church. And okay. I can relate in a lot of ways because the people that I was friends with were involved in polygamy. Gotcha. And so we could talk frankly about our feelings of if we had feelings of jealousy or if we were dealing with an issue with another partner, which is called a a metamor is A metamore. Yes, a metamore. So a paramore is someone that you are interacting with in a romantic way. Also led metamor, by Haley Williams. Yes. That's all right. I an understand. An excellent band, yeah. And then a metamor is your your partner's partner. So not somebody that you are involved with, but someone that your partner is involved So
1: what with. do you mean by involved with? Because that's kind of something that I think it might have a, a little bit more of a fluid definition.
2: It definitely does, because it doesn't have to be a sexual relationship. Sure. there are plenty of asexual people who are polyamorous or, okay. or monogamous or whatever they happen sure. to be. Anything that you consider to be a relationship beyond a friendship. Okay. And that's completely up to the people involved in that relationship. Communication. Yes.
1: Got it. Okay. So I don't want to get too far away because I was really digging the kitchen table polyamorous. Yeah, so what's so some, what, some, or, oh, some yeah. more of the... Uh, the um,
2: so stepping back a little bit from kitchen table poly and moving toward the other end of the spectrum, okay. there are um, people who are just... Dating, so people who consider themselves ethically non-monogamous, and they might be already in a relationship or not. That doesn't really sure matter. Okay. It's, even if you're single, you're still a polyamorous person if you identify in that way. Sure. Yeah. And in the middle of that spectrum, it's not really considered polyamory, but swingers are in there. Okay. Like they sometimes so swingers. Say yeah, it, it, it they swingers seem.
1: Themselves. It seems as though the the swinging community is all about like the the sex part. Sex. Yeah. Right? yeah. It is. Okay. And so
2: they're not really considered. That's kind of polymorous. the line between
3: <laughs> love and lust, isn't it? It's yes. Just swingers, I guess.
2: Yeah. They're you know more, They're not about the relationship building necessarily. No. They're more about this the sexual aspect, and then you sure. go, you go back to your normal life. Mm-hmm. But I've always
3: known as the good stuff.
2: <laughs> the good stuff. But there are people who are in the swinging community who kind of cross over into the polyamory community, and this is frowned upon. But it's called unicorn hunting.
3: <laughs> I've heard the term.
2: I've unicorn. heard that as and well.
3: I, I know I've heard.
1: That. Okay, <laughs> what is so it? hold on. Wait, I'm gonna right. I'm gonna take a stab at it. Okay, go ahead. Um, so I'm thinking that a unicorn is a bisexual woman who is open to. A variety of sexual experiences
2: very good
0: boom dude
3: Whoa, nailed it yeah. you spent yeah. too much time on the internet god sex. damn that's all right <laughs>
2: yeah unicorn hunters are almost always a heterosexual couple okay and they're, they're usually married and they're looking for a bisexual woman who will date both of them and have sex with both of them and so that's it's okay. considered a triad once they are together. And that's, that's an acceptable form of poly relationship. But generally, unicorn hunting is very frowned upon because it assumes that the, the woman that you're seeking... The unicorn? The unicorn doesn't really have agency. She's almost required to like both of you.
1: Oh, it's kind of like we, we're shopping for a living, breathing yes, sex toy.
2: exactly. Yeah, so it takes uh. away the ability of that other person to have their own ideas and and it sort of forces the situation upon them rather than allowing it to play out in a natural way. And I'm
1: assuming that there are some bisexual women out there who love being the unicorn probably. Absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. sure. And there are,
2: and so it's not, it's frowned upon, but it's not the worst thing in the world. Like there are bisexual women who are seeking that kind of relationship. Sure. If they find it, that's great.
1: Yeah, totally. Rock on. Mm -hmm. Sweet. Okay. So, you, you knew that this was like part of who you were when you were 13, 14 years old. Mm-hmm. So can you give us a little bit more like, um, so you, you were dating these, these four guys, right, you said? Yeah. Um, at that age, wanted to make sure they all knew about each other. Mm-hmm. And then was that something that you kind of like fostered and generated and, and kept alive throughout like your high school years, like into college? Or was it just kind of like they fell off when they fell off, you picked up new ones along the way? Or, or what was that like?
2: Yeah, those relationships just ran their course, as, you know, high school relationships do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I was with each of those people for about six months to a year, depending on the relationship, and it just sort of petered out. And then I met um, a guy in my art class who I ended up being monogamous with for a while. Okay. So from my, I think my end of my junior year into my first year of college, okay. I was monogamous with him.
1: It seems like finding a monogamous dude or someone to be monogamous with in an art class seems a little bit counterintuitive. It
2: kind of does, doesn't it? I would think that the art community would be like,
1: no, man, no, it's, <laughs> it's not, all good. It's not for me. Okay.
2: <laughs> but yeah, and it, it was okay, but it's not my natural state. So okay. what ends up happening, I've tried a couple of times throughout my life to be in a monogamous relationship and I don't, I don't ever cheat on my partner, but I feel like I check out mentally After a while. Okay. Because I start to feel stifled. I start to feel like aspects of my personality are being pressed down. Controlled. Yeah. Okay. Because there's a a natural inclination in a monogamous relationship to pull that other person close to you and become very codependent with them. And I don't like to be that way. I'm naturally very independent, and I'm also very flirty and outgoing. Mm -hmm. And in a lot of monogamous relationships, it's frowned upon to even talk to people of the opposite sex. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's definitely something and that's male friends. And that's (laughs)
1: something that's kind of, I've noticed with, with the AUB sometimes that that sentiment is still kind of there a little bit Mm -hmm. um, with, you know, wife number three, like not appreciating that, you know, your husband is talking to an unmarried woman after church or something like that. Like there's, I mean, the level at which the, the jealousy goes Mm -hmm. is bottomless, you know, it's, it's so visceral for those folks. And at least just from what I've been told and, and, you know, Mm -hmm. talk to people about, but but yeah, so you, you were going through and like all the way up until high school, you were like, yeah, I just tried the monogamy
3: thing, just didn't work.
2: Yeah, it didn't work. Before then, <laughs> did
3: you could you not decide between which Barbie doll you're into at that point? <laughs> <laughs> like, were you just like indecisive with toys like forever and then that rolled, <laughs> <laughs> out, rolled <It's> over?
2: <laughs> I, I enjoy a wide variety of experiences and I have, I have a lot of hobbies. There are a lot of things that I get really excited about. So I'm, I'm generally, I'm a person who loves to learn, and I'm curious about the world. And you I heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Polyamorous
1: folks have hobbies. They
2: have hobbies. <laughs> More than a few. But I, I find that um, different people like to do different things. Totally. So I, mm. when I would hang out with one of my boyfriends, we would listen to music and play guitar and that sort of thing. And then another one, we would hike and Another one, we would talk about literature or we would paint, you know, people like to do different mm-hmm. things. And it's the same as having a lot of friends. Generally, you, you have some friends who like to go to movies with you or you have other friends that want to go for a run and maybe you don't want to go for a run all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah, totally.
2: But you'll do it so once a So even when all these <laughs>
3: relationships were going on, did your, were your friends and family aware of all,
2: yeah. like, oh, the yeah.
3: set of friends? And how, how were they about it? Because I'm just trying to think if I had a friend doing it, I wouldn't stop asking questions.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I think when you're younger, uh, definitely for my high school experience, people didn't really question it because when you're young, they kind of encourage you to, to date, you know, and, and to hang out with a lot mm-hmm. of people. That's
1: also something that happens in Mormonism. Mm-hmm. It's like play or not play the field, but date the sure, field. But date, yeah, yeah, date it's around. Date around, and it yeah. doesn't
2: it doesn't mean that you are sleeping with everybody. It certainly yeah, never has to mean that. Is there <laughs>
1: it was like this in the Mormon community um, and it, the definition of dating got weird for me when I was growing up because it's like oh yeah date a lot of people mm-hmm. it's like oh but they're dating it's like anytime that say they're dating it seemed exclusive right right and like oh they are together they are mono- monogamous or, or whatever mm-hmm. spoken for taken blah blah, right. blah whatever you want to say um, but then th- like I remember getting angry with with a friend of mine, um, cause he was using the definition of like, oh, I've, I've been dating all these girls. Ah. And I was like, but what do you mean? He's like, no, I've been going on dates with a lot of girls. And I was like, oh, that's different.
2: That's Yeah, that's totally different. Okay, yeah, so yeah. there's
1: sometimes, and that's just probably just a fault of my own maybe, or just a, or whatever. <laughs> but like I, for some reason, anytime the word dating got attached, mm-hmm. or anytime it was said, I just um, immediately thought of monogamy and like exclusivity and all that stuff. I think
3: seeing, carries more weight than dating. If I said I'm seeing someone, mm-hmm. that I instantly think, all right, they're actually a couple. If I'm dating someone, man, eh, we're going on dates. We're going on dates, we don't know yet. Right. That so might also be I'm a cultural thing. I'm seeing someone, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. from well, across
3: the pond, that's what it's like.
2: I was, I was in high school <laughs> in West, Western Washington and the term that we used was hanging out. So okay. if, if you were seeing someone but not seriously, Or just going on dates. That would be, I'm hanging out with them. Yeah. Whereas you would say that you were exclusive with them if you had decided that that's what you were doing. Okay but our high school as a whole, I think was pretty artsy and free flowing. So a lot of people were hanging out with a lot of people. A lot
1: of people were Mm -hmm. hanging out with a lot of people. That makes sense. Well,
3: over here on the mean
2: streets of Oxford, we were
3: saying, I'm hitting that. Oh my God. That's all we would say. (laughs) That's what they do in Oxford. After After a cup of tea. Yeah. (laughs) I'd hit that. (laughs) With pinky in the air. (laughs) Hell yeah.
1: (laughs) Damn that derriere. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so would you consider yourself polysaturated at this point in time
2: i i think that i would i think i'm i'm doing enough in my own life i'm focusing on my career you know and i'm doing mm-hmm. doing things on my own so i don't feel like i have enough time to date anybody outside of who i'm already dating okay yeah
1: cool but so how many people are you
3: dating right now or um, how many relationships are you in
2: i am in
3: is
1: that the right term to use? I don't know if that's...
3: Okay, all right. Let's say relationships, and then seeing could be another category if there
1: is <laughs> right. I category, just want to make sure that I don't
3: get confused. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I can... Um,
1: and I don't want to be insensitive at all.
2: I would say that I'm in two serious relationships, and then I'm seeing two other people. Okay. So there are four, four. people involved. Okay. Cool. Okay. And that is, that is not just my magic number. It just happened to be that way. Okay. <laughs> it's not like... Four people in high school four people now i can only keep it at four <laughs> only four <laughs> four is my limit all, right. all i can handle Does, <laughs>
3: do you is there like um is there like meetups and stuff like is there, is there like is there ever kind of like oh there's a polyamorous you know yes. night out on the town we're going to dress up as smurfs and you know it's gonna yes. be wild
2: there, <laughs> there are definitely and there are there are meetups for polyamory that happen in oxford i happen to know <laughs> hell yeah
3: dude you there you go be.
2: Go check if you it guys out. are
3: hearing this, hit me up. <laughs> Let's see what's happening. Yeah.
2: Yeah, there's all sorts of things. There are um like they do picnics and karaoke nights and things and it's a it's a good opportunity dude, to go out. That so and fun. Meet, meet other people. That sounds like who you have that sounds like such awesome. A, <laughs> sounds like
1: such a great time, dude.
2: It's super fun. Yeah. 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 Totally. It is a great um time.
3: <laughs> is marriage something that you would ever want in a part of your life?
2: Well, I am married. So, you are married. Yeah. Okay.
3: So are you married to one person?
2: I am married to one person because legally that's all we can do here.
3: You knew that, Fraser. <laughs> well, you've been, well I, yeah, I, you've been on the podcast You've been on the podcast twice. Know that. Like you get Look, it. I I know that. <laughs> but that's never stopped the Mormon church. That's very true. So No. <laughs> legally speaking, there's still only one. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But you would still kind of like have Oh, wedding, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, I mean.
2: Yeah, and a lot, yeah, a so, lot of people So was do. that
3: something you would do, or would you, you just... Um,
2: you know, I, I never you, like, just pictured myself being married in the first place, so mm-hmm. the, the fact that I'm married now is kind of, um, every day I wake up and I go, what happened? <laughs> 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 but I, I'm happy that I am married, I love my husband. And I'm glad that we did it, but it was never something that I thought about. I wasn't one of those people who was fantasizing mm-hmm. about a wedding or, you know.
1: You never
3: like drew yourself in
1: a no, dress never, in like 87 different never varieties? Never thought and about it, no.
3: Is, um, is he in other relationships as well?
2: Yes, he is. He's seeing a couple of people.
3: Oh, okay, so. So, when you decided to marry your husband, mm-hmm. at that time was it were you just in a, monogam- a monogamous relationship with you two, or no. was it like you were you had you had four boyfriends and it was kind of like there can be only one and you chucked a sword in the middle? <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: like it's, it's the Highlander. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, it- this just reminds me of the scene from The Dark Knight. It's like we're gonna have tryouts. Yeah, <laughs> and he breaks the pool cue. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing we're going unicorn hunting
3: right. yeah the only reason i'm asked because it's just if, yeah, it would just it would seem weird to kind of be told oh no i'm getting married and you're like what well, really I, I don't know so <laughs> that was my question
2: <laughs> at at the time that we had our wedding i was not seeing anybody else but i had been throughout our relationship leading up to the wedding and then after we were married i actually had a boyfriend move in with us who lived with us for about five years so it's,
1: What was that like? It was, yeah, it was what good. was that like?
2: It, it was. It made rent a lot cheaper.
0: Fuck
1: yes, dude! <laughs> that is the perfect mentality to think about that shit. I fucking any, love that. If
3: there's a better way to advertise polyamory, it's
2: polyamory. right there. <laughs> it's cheap. <laughs> the we rent is too one damn high. Netflix account. <laughs>
1: dude, that is. <laughs> okay. I have a weird question. Maybe. Mm-hmm. How many times have you all gone out with a group costume for Halloween?
2: Oh.
3: Oh, great one.
2: Oh, at least three times. Fuck yes, dude. Yeah, I, I knew that they? was a thing. Sure. Yeah, what
3: were they? If, if, it's, if oh. the magic number's four, I'm going to probably guess was Mystery Inc., one of them. That seems like a classic.
2: We didn't do that, but we should have. Oh,
3: damn it. Uh, the Beatles.
2: No. Fuck.
3: Wait, how, 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 how big is the number? I like this game. I like it this is game this too. Game.
2: Uh, we, we did uh, Game of Thrones one year, and we all just went out as Game of Thrones characters. Okay. And then the Tight. other year we did superheroes.
1: Justice League. Nice.
2: And let's see, what did we do the other year? I think we just did a onesie party. Everyone just wore a onesie. Okay. So it was it was semi-matching.
3: Okay. Yeah. Dude, that's awesome. What's, what's the most amount of people you regularly kind of spend an evening with? Do you usually just spend like... Do, do you not have like your your boyfriends just like hanging out and some of their partners and stuff? Does that ever happen or
2: That has happened but it's not my relationship style. So we talked about the the spectrum of kitchen table poly all the way on one side and then mm-hmm. most people mm-hmm. in the middle ethically non-monogamous, I am at the other end of the spectrum and so it's what's called relationship anarchy.
1: That sounds fucking intense. It It sounds sounds so awesome.
2: A lot of spray paint involved. (laughs) Like I said, don't talk about Fight Club. Right. So that end is um, your primary relationship is with yourself. So it's it's more, it's about focusing on you because you can't be a good partner to anybody if you are neglecting your own needs. And so Kitchen Table Polly is very Say it louder for the people in the back. (laughs) Fuck very much on you know the family oriented kitchen table poly people are generally focused on their children and fostering that sense of community sure and that is great but for relationship anarchy on the other end it's more about your individual goals and your needs and then using that positive energy to
1: bring to the other relationship yes exactly okay
2: so then every other relationship you have you can be a hundred percent because you are a hundred percent taking care of yourself
1: dude I think that's mm-hmm. so great. Um, in my line of work, I've, I've taught a lot of like coping skills for, for kids in crisis and like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And one time we were talking about this, this same kind of idea of like self-care. And um, the analogy that I used, and I'll use it now, and I'm sure you've heard this, um, it's like f- what fills your cup, mm-hmm. right? Like if you keep on giving whatever liquid is in your cup, whether it's water, whether it's whiskey, well, it doesn't matter. Um, But that's what you give to people, that's your energy, right? And if your cup gets too low, then you don't have any to give left, and then all of a sudden you're like sitting there without any energy left, and you're wondering and screaming with fists in the air, like why God, why me? Mm -hmm. I'm so stressed out, right? So you have to do those things to fill your cup. Um, Whether it's listening to music, like you were saying, going hiking, Mm -hmm. um, all these various things that people do with their hobbies and stuff. Um, But there's so many times where people think that that is, like taking care of yourself is inherently selfish and I say yeah you're right it is selfish that's the definition of selfish like taking care of yourself and there in my opinion there's two different types of or there's two different ways to think about being selfish or there's two yeah is like if you're being selfish at the expense of others bad news But if you're being selfish just because you fucking need to take a beat and like, hey, I can't be around you right now because this is for me, Mm -hmm. I think that's totally fine.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And to your question about hanging out with uh, everybody all at once, Mm -hmm. because I'm on the relationship anarchy side and I'm more focused on me and being the best possible Mm -hmm. me I can be, I tend to hang out with people on a one-on-one basis. And that's because I want to give them my full focus and my okay. full energy. Right. And that doesn't have to mean that we don't hang out with other people. But generally, I'm not going to be out with a boyfriend with another boyfriend. Because then my attention would be split. Mm-hmm. So we could definitely go out with a big group of friends. But I wouldn't want to be in a romantic relationship with multiple people all hanging out at once. Like, I definitely have done yeah. it before, and it's okay. But I feel like my mm-hmm. mind is being split into many pieces. And it's maybe, sure. maybe too much for me.
1: That makes a lot of sense. And that right there is how polygamist men look like they're in their sixties when they're forty two. <laughs> it's yeah. because their attention is spread so freaking thin mm-hmm. that their their cups are empty, you know? And how
3: often do you call a boyfriend the wrong name?
2: <laughs> never.
3: Never. No. It's never yes, I, I even I I even call my mum Emily sometimes.
2: <laughs> That's never happened But you know I don't use their names I just say babe
3: Universal.
1: <laughs> I sad. love that, dude. I don't, just fucking I do use their names.
2: I'm just kidding. that was a
3: skill you learned early on. Like, I need yeah. a, I need a cute pet name. Just just a cute pet name for
1: that. everybody. That's the yeah. same thing as like only buying one type of sock, so you never have to like it's match. So like, yeah,
2: you don't have to. You just throw them all in a drawer. All of them are there. But, they're all the same what sock. What about like mixing up
3: stories? Like, if you're talking to someone and you're like, Oh yeah, yeah has that ever happened? Day, and they're like, That what? has no. happened. Okay, story time. I'm in.
2: It's it's nothing intense, but it's just been. I'm still
1: in, regardless,
0: rabbit.
2: I will be talking about maybe a movie that I thought we had seen. And so I'll say, like, uh-huh. oh, remember that one part where Harrison Ford says this? And they go, what? I've never seen that movie. And, and then I, I insist that they have. And we go back and forth. Mm. <laughs> it goes on way too long because I always think I'm right. And okay. I, and I like, I All right.
3: I got a follow up to that question. And we might, this might be going a little bit blue. So it's on your own definition. Have you ever, in the bedroom, have any of your boyfriends been into something that one of the others isn't, and you've mixed that up, and you've done something, and they're like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) And you're like, are you, oh, no, that's Terry. (laughs) (laughs) That's Terry's thing.
2: That has not happened. No, that has not happened, but that would be very funny.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so maybe a little bit less of an intense question that follows in the same line of thought. (laughs) What has been the most awkward mix up that you've had with your relationships.
0: Hmm.
2: I think that the things that get you into trouble with polyamory are all scheduling related. So Google I, calendar. Yeah, all Google, Google calendar. Google calendar. Yeah. So I've definitely <laughs> had it happen where I thought that Tuesday, I was hanging out with Dan, and we were doing a specific thing. And then it turned out that I wrote it on the wrong day, or something like that. Oh and shit! So I ended up like planning to go huckleberry picking or something when I was supposed to go to a wedding. I've, I've done that. Oh
0: shit! <laughs> yeah, God. and so, so yeah. <laughs> I am.
2: Dressed, OCD is
1: shit. I am
2: dressed to go hiking and walk around on a mountain, and then you know. My husband says, that doesn't look like what you should wear to this wedding. <laughs> it's like, it's like oh, wait a second, I got my
1: I got my basket, I got right. everything, what do you I'm, mean? I've got my big
2: sun hat, I'm ready to go.
1: <laughs> okay, so pretty tame overall, you yeah, would say. Yeah,
2: I don't think, a lot of people have a misconception that this is a very intense style of relationship, and honestly, I it's almost boring <laughs> it's all very normal well, well, well,
3: well if you think if you think your life's boring me yeah, and chris what we say one
1: person the whole one, time uh, zero one, variety one <laughs> only one sometimes just one other times it's just nobody
3: no. <laughs> Hey, uh, you're never on your own when you have two hands, brother.
1: Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> My mom listens to this podcast, Fraser. Remember up, Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> um, so you haven't had any sort of like serious mix-ups with with anything like that?
2: No, not not really. Just yeah, just basic things like um, you maybe forget that one person doesn't like peaches or something like that. And so I've I've had it happen where I've bought food for a date. And then they go, you know I hate asparagus. and oh, I just kind of forget. One okay, of them is so allergic to nuts. Yeah, I <laughs> like a peanut butter sandwich. Oh, thank goodness that's never happened. I've never accidentally almost killed someone oh, with that's an good. allergy.
1: <laughs> that's good. So did you... Um, but I'm I'm still curious about like the other varieties. Mm-hmm. So you have the kitchen table stuff, and then you went like middle of that spectrum is like ethical non monogamy, right? And then your style, which is relationship anarchy.
2: Relationship anarchy and relationship anarchy can be a lot of things. Like I, because I'm married, I have a what's called a nesting partner. So my husband nesting, is my bro. nesting partner, and that's a person who you live with, okay, and generally share finances with. So okay, like and all these partner.
3: warm, wholesome terms. <laughs> really, like like dude, I'm. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't expecting it. Like, it feels, it's making it feeling it's, quite homely. It's so cutesy, right? This is
2: adorable. Yeah. It is adorable.
0: But there's a, a in most
2: polyamorous relationships outside of relationship anarchy and solo poly, which is another one on the far end of the spectrum, there is usually a hierarchy. And okay. Hierarchy is frowned upon in some circles, but in other circles it's accepted. So if you are a married couple, generally it's considered that that relationship is primary. Or if you are a couple who has children, that might be your primary relationship, meaning it would take precedence over any other relationships. Relationship two, three, four. Yeah, And, and maybe there would be a hierarchy, so you would have. Your, your wife, your serious girlfriend, and then someone who you casually date. And there would be a hierarchy kind of inherent in that structure. Okay. And for me, as a relationship anarchist, I don't believe in a hierarchy. Okay. So even though I am married and I have my husband and we have our finances together, I consider that part, that aspect of our relationship to be a life partnership. Okay. And then I try to consider my relationship with him as a separate thing. So okay. our, our romantic so relationship outside of it. is different than our financial life arrangement. So
1: you separated those two, mm-hmm. the, the relationship and the objective um, logistics. Right.
0: Okay. Yeah,
2: so that way I can consider my romantic relationship with him as as its own thing that I can nurture outside of we need to talk about our bank accounts because that's not mm-hmm. very... Romantic.
1: (laughs) I mean, depending on how much money you make, it could be. It
2: could be. be. But (laughs) in in that case, then my other serious boyfriend can be considered at the same level. Sure. You know, as as a relationship-wise. Relationship-wise. Okay. So him and I are not financially linked. So we're not doing this life building thing together. Okay. But romantically, I would consider him at the same level.
1: Okay. Whoa. That's really interesting. So you have, you're able to like take those logistical sides of things and just kind of just almost like corral them Mm -hmm. and then corral like the relationships that you have romantically and that's like the umbrella under which those all sit right and so you're able to get even though you're married to your husband Mm
2: -hmm.
1: relationship wise romantically speaking he's on the same level as everybody else that you're with
2: right and okay most people can do this they just try they don't do it in their romantic relationships so consider if you were very good friends with your boss Sure. You would have a working relationship and then you would have mm-hmm. your friendship and you are generally able to keep those separate. Sometimes they clash, you know, so, sometimes there's mm-hmm. an overlap and things, there are troubles, but for the most troubles part.
1: Troubles is a g- great way to <laughs> <troubles>. <laughs> soften, <laughs> soften the blow. <laughs> for
2: the most part though, you can go have a beer with your boss if, if your boss is your friend and sure. you can have a good time and yeah. you can go to work. Yeah. 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 We, gotcha. just, we just generally don't do that in romantic relationships.
3: Okay. Alright, Okay. So, the, so your husband is that the person you've been in a relationship the longest, or have you been in a relationship with someone else for longer?
2: Um, as of now, he is because now we've been together for eight years. But um, I have I've been in a series of long term relationships. So it's because I'm getting older. Huh. That's how time works. <laughs> this has now been my longest relationship. But okay. prior to that, I was with a different guy who I was with for six years.
1: Okay, so what are you at now with with him? Again? Eight, eight years eight with years. my husband. Okay. And five, well, congratulations. five
2: years with my other sure. primary partner, I guess.
1: So you've been married for 13 years.
2: No. <laughs> I don't know, I'm
1: just kidding. Um, that's that's kind of like the running joke of like polygamist uh, relationships is that like, say a guy is married to Five different women
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he's been married to wife number one for 20 years wife number two for 19 years wow. wife number three for 18 years right mm-hmm. and then you just add up all of that and you say dude that guy's been married for over 125 years
2: that's <laughs> why he looks so old
1: yeah, right <laughs> <laughs>
0: um
1: but yeah that's really interesting the the bifurcation to use a big word to mm-hmm. um to separate those two yeah. um the logistical side and the romantic side that's really interesting
3: well What's the most amount of people you've been in a relationship at one, with at one time?
2: I think f- four is my most, but it um, because of the metamore aspect, so people, mm-hmm. people dating other people, mm-hmm. we've definitely yep. had situations where we've been hanging out with 15 people who are all in a relationship with each other in one way or another. Okay. So for a while... When my boyfriend was living with us, he was dating another girl who was dating another girl. And then we all went to a party with my husband and his girlfriend and her husband and his girlfriend and her husband.
3: (laughs) I tell you what. And we formed a band.
1: And we
2: formed a a band. I tell you what, man. Excellent funk band. I always
1: I always try to pride myself in my ability to keep track of relationships. That's the whole point. That's what the titles of these episodes are. But you fucking lost me on that one. (laughs) Do the
3: polygonometry, Chris. Do
1: it. Go on. Do your thing. (laughs) Do my thing. Pop quiz. (laughs) Man, that sounds like a. If you were to, like, let's just say that you had that same gathering and you had, like, Fraser or I with you. I, I think mm. both of us, dude, we would be sitting there just like, now how does this work? Yeah, we yeah. would be like, so wait, 100%. she
3: is with, also with her, but they have this, uh, dude, that's so. Right. But the- did you see that charged moment between <laughs> Becky and Sandra?
1: See that? Charged moment. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> I don't know. He was giving her vibes and he didn't appreciate it. Who? I don't know.
0: <laughs> oh,
3: I've got a question. Hmm. Um, have Have you ever hooked up? one of your boyfriends to like a friend. Yes. So what are your boyfriends like, are, really?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
3: Dude, that's dope. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the coolest life ever.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's awesome.
2: Yeah. I, what,
1: was, what was that like?
2: Uh, good, it's generally, uh, it hasn't been long lasting in the past, but I have had guys that I've dated or I've said, you know what, you like me, I bet you'd really like Rachel.
1: Oh, <laughs> ah, okay. What about, so with, with the Rachel quote unquote, Mm -hmm. um, have you ever like made a friend organically outside of the polyamory stuff, whether it's like you ran into him at the bar one night or, or you, you know, you got got sat together at a comedy show Mm -hmm. or something like that. And then that friendship grows and then you're like, Hey, you're going to (laughs) try. I dropped the polygamy bomb, but you dropped the polyamory bomb. Mm -hmm. It's like, Hey, I'm polyamorous. I think you would be great for my husband. Have you ever done, is that how it worked?
2: Oh, oh okay. Well, to, to hook somebody up with my husband. No. Yeah,
1: instead of like going to your husband and being like, hey, you should check her out or whatever, but you've been like gone to her and be like, hey, you should check my husband out.
2: I have not done that because I, in my mind, that's too much force. Okay. So what I would do is maybe in the back of my mind, I would think, oh, I really like her and I think she'd really get along with my boyfriend or my husband or my satellite partner, whoever. And then I would just... Invite that person out next time, and I would say, "Hey, Sean, you should come with me to sure. this comedy show." Okay, and then we would just hang out, and and I would just see if those people happen to hit it off. Okay, because I try not to push people. Sure. To do things they don't want to do. Sure, you know? that makes sense. Well, let's,
3: so let's say you hooked up like your friend to your husband or whatever. Mm-hmm. As they're leaving, if you if you can see that they. Ever since they, they kicked off, they had real chemistry and they're about to leave to go home together. Do you guys like share like a high five? Like a yeah, go king. Like or anything like you <laughs> like, just like yeah, you get like do you I, ever kinda of, like high five about it or
2: Oh uh, yeah, I have, yeah.
3: <laughs> Dude yeah, that's fine.
2: I, don't, Great. I don't think everybody I I don't think everybody does that, but I do know quite a few people in the poly community who are like that. Like we've been out at the karaoke nights and whatnot, and you see two people meet each other and, and like you can see the the boyfriend and the girlfriend kind of make eye contact and she's like, "Yeah, good job." You know, I'm like, dude. It's, it's pretty common. That's
1: like when like you see each other from across the bar and you just like raise a glass to each other like, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Nice work.
0: <laughs> yes.
3: That's awesome. Wow. That's so dark. What's Um so do you ever have it okay. when like, "All right, so yeah, today I'm feeling pretty down. I need the laughs. I'm going to hook I'm going to text Jamie." Or like is it do you kind of see them like I know you said about you keep to your Google Schedule, which you know, <laughs> shout out Google sco- Schedule if they're not <laughs> Google Calendar if they're not sponsoring this episode. No, they're
0: they're not, a no. great this episode shout is brought
3: out. to you by a calendar. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but are there ever kind of like off days or like days where you can um, you know today I could see anyone and I'm hungry. Donnie's a good chef. I'm gonna go around his house. You know. Yeah. I don't know.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I I'm very independent, so I tend to keep to myself. Um, and then I I go out. In the evening and and see people if I'm going to. But sometimes, like, lunchtime will roll around. I'm in the middle of my work day, and I'll say, you know, I'm seeing a guy right now who works at a restaurant. So I might reach out and just go, hey. Hookups. Do you want to have a pizza? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Damn. Okay. So yeah, that that does happen, and then wow. sometimes I cancel on everybody. Sometimes I just want to be by myself.
1: Fucking dope. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, that's I fucking can dope. Dude. Do I think guys. that's great.
2: Yeah. Some days I wake up and I go, "This is just not a day." Well, so, would I'm you go would
1: you consider? Oh, this is such. I don't know how, exactly how to form this question. Do you view like your partners, your three partners? Mm-hmm. Um, would you consider yourself kind of the hinge on which they all rotate, or like? Or is it more just like we are all kind of standing in a circle together, kind of idea? Rule clogs.
2: It depends on the relationship. Um, I have been the hinge in in a lot of my relationships. So with the boyfriend that lived with us, that was considered a V. So I'm I'm the pivot, and then it was my Got husband it. and my boyfriend. So that's a V. So they don't they're not in a relationship. I am the hinge.
3: But were they buddies? Were they yeah, friends? they
2: were friends for sure.
3: Yeah. So, so that's
1: I'll- essentially like reverse polygamy. Yeah. Right? I mean, but you're both not married. Mm-hmm. You're not doing the religious shit, but whatever. Yeah. Okay. For now. Got it. Got it. Okay.
2: Yeah. So, that, And that's pretty common, but there, there are other cases where it's more... My husband's relationships tend to be more circular. Okay. He, he interacts with people who are all interacting with each other. Okay. So he's, he's mm. more of not the pivot. He's more in a circle with the people that he dates because I, I think he's more naturally boisterous, gregarious, outgoing... Okay, because I'm more independent and I keep to myself more, I tend to have more individualized relationships.
1: Would you consider Would you consider yourself an introvert?
2: I'd say so. You think so? Yeah, like I'm outgoing, but I I need to recharge
1: because that's something that I find to be kind of almost like upon first glance counterintuitive to polyamory Mm -hmm. like you would think that oh they're polyamorous oh they are bubbly as shit like they are (laughs) gregarious they are always like the life of the party they want to get Mm -hmm. to know everybody right because that kind of seems like the feeling right okay yeah my husband
2: is he's bouncing off the walls
1: (laughs) okay
3: gotcha you guys there must be uh, std scares must be kind of common right surely
2: we talk about everything it is Absolutely essential before you fluid bond with somebody, Here's another vocabulary word. <laughs> You Dude. you have got to use protection. We are building I lore
3: thought, and I, I think thought, this is great. I thought all the grossest ways to say sex had already been said. Isn't that <laughs> nice? I have never heard that. And that <laughs> fluid fluid bond. bond. They're one of my favorites. And here fluid you were like all
2: these words. Hey are so honey, cute, do you want a fluid bond? So <laughs> <wholesome."> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah, polyamory is so wholesome. Kitchen table polyamory. Yeah, we were in a fluid, <laughs> fluid bond. Fluid bond.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it sounds like something you'd have to scrape off, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> (laughs) Dude,
1: (laughs) honestly, it sounds like something that you would hear in like a fantasy book.
0: Yeah, that's what I was
2: thinking.
0: I
1: was thinking of like (laughs) labyrinth. Yeah, (laughs)
0: labyrinth.
1: (laughs) We were in a fluid bond together.
2: We lit lit the candle. The blood flew through the channels.
1: (laughs) Have you ever had something like that happen?
2: No, not that intense. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. Cool. So yeah, what? So it's
2: a discussion that has to happen with yeah. everybody involved, and they an extended polyamorous group is called a polycule, like a molecule. Polycule. A polycule.
1: Dude, I need to take some fucking notes, man. Yeah. These are fucking.
2: So your entire polycule you guys have needs some to, awesome to know. Terms. It's great. It's, yeah, it's pretty good, right? Yeah. It's, so whoever is coining these words,
1: dude, you are edu- edu- you, you are Good right job. now, dude, rabbit. Right now, you are educating the fuck out of me and Fraser. Right now, <laughs> <laughs> like
3: this is awesome. <laughs> I speak on behalf of the whole of England. You are educating all of us. Oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we we a did, polycule.
2: A, yeah, the whole polycule needs to talk about this. So we did have somebody um, in our extended polycule a uh, couple years ago who had herpes. Oh shit! And Ooh. they before having any kind of intimate connection with anybody in the group they said everybody i have this and so everybody had to talk about it and then everyone has to decide then on their own what is my boundary with that am i going to not sleep with or be intimate with somebody who has been intimate with that person or are we going to just, you know, use safe sex pra- practices mm-hmm. and...
1: Exclusively.
2: Exclusively. Okay. Yeah. Guys, and they're going, not my herpes. They're
3: our herpes.
2: Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then are we going to fully trust each other that, that they are using safe sex practices every time? Yeah. And that's... That's something you have to discuss with your individual partners then. every time. That makes, oh. Every time. <laughs> look, look, man. Hey,
1: nobody, nobody wants to have herpes. I don't think.
2: No, no. I would think that's a pretty safe
1: that. thing to to say. No. But,
2: but if you do, you certainly need to tell, you need to tell your partner <laughs> and anyone else involved.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's way worse to be the person that like springs it on you post coitus. Exactly. Post-fluid bond, you, rather. Right. So,
3: going back to the fact that you guys have some amazing slang and term, terms and everything, can you throw one out that you haven't mentioned yet? And me and Chris can try yeah, and let's guess l- yeah. what it means.
1: We don't want to be patronizing. We don't want to be insensitive. This is just the way that he and I we really hear like it, learning. How are we going
3: to interpret it? <laughs> yeah. Um, cowboy. Okay. Well. Okay. Hold I, on. Let's <laughs> think about this. this cowboy. This, this, it, the sexual position is it going to be something to it's, do with no, no no no
1: no. see yeah the, you got to think you got to remove you got remove the sex from this stuff yeah, man
3: I, I know specific. but dude i hear cowboy and i mean i've spent too much time on the internet okay um, okay.
1: um so i would say uh, cowboy
3: okay well, I, just, all right okay let's try think about something
1: i think honestly it seems as though i'm, I'm getting the the vibe that it's like a like a personality thing like this in the same way that a unicorn is used for those specific people, um, that a cowboy is a little bit more of like a risk taken kind of gunslinger. Can you use it in
3: a sentence?
2: I don't know if I can use it in a sentence without giving it away.
1: Okay. Is that, am I in the ballpark? Yeah. Was he
3: close?
2: Uh, risk taking definitely. Um, okay. But it's a, it's a negative term. Does that help? Oh,
1: Okay. And it's a
2: negative term and it's assigned to an individual.
1: Okay. So this is the guy or gal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wait.
2: Can Does that matter? It? No, it doesn't matter. Can okay. okay.
1: Got it. Okay. okay. Just want to make sure so I get the pronouns a cowboy. right.
3: Cowboy. Yep. Um.
1: Doesn't really communicate a lot. Just kind of like dips into polycules and boosts and kind of. Yeah,
3: breezes in on a Friday.
1: Yeah.
2: Getting closer with the breezing in and, and dipping in. Okay. Okay, do you want, do you want okay. to
3: Okay. <laughs> All right, go on then. Yeah, tell yeah, us. yeah, yeah. Okay,
2: so a cowboy is an individual who comes into a polyamorous relationship and then tries to abscond with one of the people and make them monogamous. Oh, that. So oh, dude. Imagine a, uh, someone running in with a lasso, and they just <laughs> throw it over one of your partners, and they're like, "Here oh, with me now, okay. and now they have run off.
1: <laughs> dude, that is such like, a perfect fucking term for yeah, that dude that, that is term. so amazing mm-hmm. god you guys really got it down
3: <laughs> yeah no that was that's cool that's cool alright have you got another one yeah
2: let me think here I did cause good.
1: you said polycule you said extended polycule I did mm.
2: I said metamore.
1: Metamore, paramore.
2: relationship anarchy relationship anarchy monogamy kitchen table poly unicorns
1: do you have like a laundry room polyamory <laughs>
2: I'm sure that people who do kitchen table poly have a lot of laundry room polyamory, <laughs> especially if you have children together. Probably have a lot of that. Our
3: relationship isn't really like a dining room uh, <laughs> yeah. polyamory. It's, it's, it's more of a. It's more of a dresser table <laughs> polyamory.
2: It's,
0: like it's
3: more of the dishes. back garden. It's, it's,
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, so
2: um, I'd like to give you more just off the top of my head. I, I
1: mean, think. I can I can give it a goog, but
2: could uh, could you? I think if I had my phone. Yeah, I'll I grab your phone. Give you one second. Just really quick, I yeah. can look something up for you. And I can also recommend there are a few books that I've read about polyamory that I would recommend to people. And so I can do that as well if you're curious. Let's see.
1: Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to hop on Google and and find out answers. I want to.
2: No, I, I th- want to be in yeah, the dark. I want, yeah, I yeah. want to give you the the terms that I actually use on a regular basis. That's perfect. Yeah. 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 But I don't. I don't always talk about this to non-poly people. So there's not. There's not always a thing well, where we're
3: taking. We're taking a peek behind the curtain. Yeah, we really are.
2: Yeah.
1: This is. This yeah. is amazing.
3: I'm
2: not used we're to people. We're a couple of
3: regular Louis
1: Theroux Stopping
2: me and going, "What does that <laughs> word mean? What is this? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense."
1: Do you have to pull it up in your Google Calendar?
2: Yeah, I probably should. Have. <laughs> okay, so
1: polycule meeting I did say, <laughs> at 7 p.m. in the kitchen table sorry
2: i did i did say uh, polycule and i said primary relationship yes and then there's there's mm-hmm. a V relationship with a pivot which is yeah. one that i was in v with a pivot yeah. and then like a quad is four people who are all involved with each other with each other yeah. so okay. you wouldn't
1: consider your you plus the three as a quad
2: correct that's not a quad because it's okay. it's all They're individual not. relationships yeah gotcha yeah so there's actually um, if you do decide to Google things later, there are little charts that are drawn out with dots and crosses and lines connecting, and it shows the relationships to other people and how you might this term that. This is awesome. like
1: chemistry class all over again. I'm getting some PTSD. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like this.
2: Yeah, and then a triad or a thruple, which is kind of the hot term. Yes. Thruple. These so yeah, Thruple Thruple, is thruple I've heard. Yeah, so thruple, that common. So
1: thruple and triad are identical, but just interchangeable?
2: I would say so. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Generally, they are. Wait,
1: triad with a V and a thruple is identical.
2: Um, a tri a V is not a triad. A V is just a V. So a V would oh, be me okay, gotcha. and one other person, and then me and one other person. So gotcha. That's, that's the V. But a triad would be she dates him, he dates him, he dates her, and then sure. crossing in all directions. It, it's
1: all inclusive.
2: Right. Um, another, uh, here's a big one that's actually really important. The word compersion. Would you like to guess what that means?
3: Compersion. Mm-hmm. Can you use that in a sentence?
2: Um, when I saw them together enjoying each other's company, I experienced compersion for the first time.
3: Compersion. Is that a word for jealousy? Mm-hmm. There's something
1: like jealousy. No. That's
0: a terrible noise.
1: <laughs> um com uh, With the first three letters of that word, I, my mind goes pretty downhill, pretty quick.
3: Um, oh, Com-Persian. See, I'm gonna concentrate on the Persian aspect, okay? Is this <laughs> taking place in Persia? Are we talking
1: Persia?
2: This is not Persia. No,
3: no, no Persia, no. Prince
1: of Persia, Jake can, Gyllenhaal, it, dude. It can
2: take place yeah. anywhere.
1: Take, what a it great can take, Persian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal really nailed it as a Persian in Prince of Persia.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> No no flag for Jake. So this word is a
2: positive connotation.
1: Positive connotation. Okay, because I was thinking neg- negative immediately. Oh, you so
3: just feel positive. so happy for them. Like you're, like I, my heart
1: is full for it. them. Like,
2: yes, that's exactly it.
3: Fuck yeah, it, dude, nailed it. The
2: opposite of jealousy. The opposite of jealousy. you feel that warmth and you just think, I'm so happy that someone Aww, I love is happy.
3: I bet that's a nice feeling. It I bet is, that's like, dude. is that similar to the feeling? That when you give someone a Christmas gift and you can tell that they really loved it. Yes. Is that, is it a similar? Oh, yeah,
2: I would say that's, that that's a nice very feeling.
3: Similar. I'm going to yeah. use that at Christmas every year now.
2: Yeah, you could. I'm what feeling compersious. What's,
3: how messy does Christmas get?
2: It, it depends on how much people put weight on different holidays. It, it really depends on your partner. Some people don't celebrate certain holidays or they don't put a lot of weight on them so if you know that your partner is very into halloween and maybe your other partner is not perhaps you would spend halloween with the person who likes it more sure that (laughs) Mm -hmm. makes sense but of course you would talk about that in advance
1: yeah and that's all seems all common sense yeah Yeah. a lot
2: of it's common sense and and a lot of it is breaking out of um where often told to keep our feelings to ourselves in relationships and don't burden the other people sure. and you know don't don't cause trouble but in polyamory and really in any relationship it's so important to be talking to your partner all the time and tell them how you feel and don't keep things inside and so if you're feeling neglected or you wanted to spend this holiday with somebody and you feel like you didn't get a chance to do that you the onus is on you yeah to say something about that
1: yeah it's your responsibility to express how you feel right I think that's such that, that that should be that should be required, not required. That should be educated towards or taught, educated, mm-hmm. um, not educated. Um, that should be taught <laughs> as like best practice for any sort of relationship yeah, ever. I would agree, regardless if it's romantic or not. In my opinion, mm-hmm. like I think that there's so much weight and just the ease at which you can go about your life could be exponentially better. If you figured out a way to articulate how you're doing, yeah. whether it's desires, feelings, wants, you know, gripes, complaints, right. animosity, like all this stuff that if you could like nail it down and like talk about it mm-hmm. or at least figure out a way to communicate that effectively, whether it's through actions or whatever, um, that would be that would be so perfect for everybody, in my opinion.
2: Absolutely, it would. And that's that's the difference between um, one of the primary things in polyamory is the difference between rules and boundaries um gotcha rules are things that we try to impose on other people and boundaries are things that we set for ourselves so rules are things gotcha. that are frowned upon so like let's say that say that i was dating you okay and i would say you're not allowed to go see this movie because I want to see it with you. So I've made a rule about you, and like you can never watch it without me, and that's a rule. Uh, whereas a boundary would be if you choose to do that, then I will choose not to hang out with you, you know, when you do it or something okay. like that. Okay it's something a decision I'm making for myself, so a rule is putting these boundaries on other people or these these fences around somebody else I okay, guess.
1: so another question so when it comes to living spaces mm-hmm. it, are, do you ask people like, oh, it's a rule in my house to like take your shoes off before you come in correct like is that something that you would still view as like not okay or
2: I do have a rule about shoes in my house and that's okay. they come off your feet. But if you have a specific reason why you want to keep wearing your shoes, you can certainly talk to me about it.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, that's that's called mature communication. Yeah, so
2: that, that would be... the I, uh, carries no, over with that? else.
3: That's what always annoys me about TV shows, man. They always keep shoes on in the house. What is up with that? In like a modern family, they look so uncomfortable. Like,
2: just right. get your shoes
0: off. Where are they going? It's just It
3: looks rude.
0: <laughs> it it does. does. It does look rude. Yeah.
3: Yeah
1: okay wow you are enlightening so much okay so you're you're doing you're you're in the you're not a quad you're in a relationship anarchy so w- can you give us the the word the buzz phrase the vocab word th- of what your relationship is right now currently which one <laughs> all, all of it all all three okay together like because you said quad v all that stuff you're polycule what is there a specific type there's, that yours there's is there's or
2: there's not a specific name for this because it's because it's relationship anarchy and because i i would be more solo poly which is one person dating many people without any kind of intersection okay then it's it's just a polycule okay yeah that's just the kind a kind of catch all all encompassing okay mm-hmm. gotcha
1: gotcha right. okay what how often do you guys get tested like STD tests and stuff. Cause I know that we kind of like harped on that a little bit before with like the herpes thing, Mm -hmm. but you mentioned, but like, I'm curious, like how often, like, do you?
3: <laughs> is it a rule like every two weeks I should probably go get a checkup, <laughs> or,
1: or should like? it be? I mean, obviously, with the communication that you said earlier, that everyone is kind of all on the same page, and the responsibility is like if I, you know, come up with a positive test, you have we to should tell everybody. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, do you know the people at Planned Parenthood on a first name basis now, or is it more? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I
2: don't because I don't sleep with very many people. Oh, okay, which is a, a common misconception okay. about polyamory. That you is a very
1: like common misconception. Well, you are yeah, that just
2: uh, getting it every day, and you're not. <laughs> I mean not necessarily some, I mean
1: the option is there the option is there
2: I'm sure that some people are but I'm not so I get tested um, after when, whenever I have a new partner okay so if somebody new is yeah, entering into my that's life cool. that's that's when I do it yeah awesome
1: mm-hmm. that's great that's yeah. fantastic so what's your condom budget like
2: <laughs> again I don't have a lot of sex okay <laughs> so it's, it's not bad okay
1: yeah these are just like stupid questions that I'm thinking of oh, on no, the fly. Yeah, feel free. Yeah.
2: yeah. I would love to just tell, tell everybody about it all at once. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, this is kind of like the first step, right? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I mean, sitting down yeah. on a podcast. Okay. Yeah. And then, you cool. know,
2: other, other things that people tend to ask about is uh, one of the questions people get embarrassed on is they say, well, do you all sleep in the same bed together? And I know you probably yeah, get the most polygamy. polygamy question
3: ever, dude. <laughs> yeah. Right. I still don't believe it doesn't happen.
2: <laughs> kind of like,
3: I, it must. Come on. Come on. It must happen every sometime. I'm sure
2: some people do. <laughs> yeah. But I, I always get so uh, friends who are not polyamorous will frequently send me the picture of the there's a giant bed that they make now that like fits 20 <laughs> people. And, and they're like, "You need this, don't you?" And I said, "No, <laughs> I prefer to sleep alone."
1: <laughs> what are yeah. the what are okay? Here's a question. Uh, this is so specific in a weird way. What are the polyamorous memes like? I'm sure Aww. that they've got some fucking
3: hitters.
2: They yeah, they're pretty good.
3: Like polyamorous starter pack memes. as yeah, the hell yeah.
1: yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna look one they, up.
2: Some there's some unicorn starter pack memes. I'm
1: gonna. Um, I mean, this is so great for an audio only.
2: There are a lot. I'm in a Facebook <laughs> group. Listen to how good your description memes. is.
1: Yeah. yeah. Polyamorous memes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good ones.
1: Uh, yeah, we're not going to be able to do this over audio. Yeah,
2: that's <laughs> no. explaining
0: Oh, everything. but
3: yeah. we can try, we could try make some. I don't know what pop, what, what memes are popular nowadays. You
1: know what would be hilarious is if Fraser, you and I who have no fucking clue about polyamory just start making polyamorous memes. Polyamorous. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, maybe we'll just post these as links, uh, in the, uh, episode description when I publish. Um, but anyway, so, okay. okay. So
2: here's, here's one of my favorite ones and it's, uh, the, the pretty girl walking by and then the, the guy that's kind oh, of yeah, reacting Oh yeah. Oh, jealous
1: boyfriend, yeah. Yeah,
2: is looking at mm. her. And so there's a girl walking by and she's labeled as my toxic ex and then the guy is looking back and that's that's him. And then all of a sudden all these people come out of the bushes and it's my husband, my best friend, my boyfriend, my therapist, and my other boyfriend and they're all trying to stop the guy from looking at her. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: oh, yeah. So, yeah. Classic. That's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. That's a pretty good polyamory meme.
1: Good, good. So what would be... This is kind of a little bit more of a universal question, a little bit more personal. Um, But just like, since you engage in polyamory, I'm just kind of curious of if there's any sort of difference when say you are, you're, you're open to another one, right? Number five. Okay. At what point do you say, yeah, I'm a, I, I practice polyamory. Is it just from jump? Like you just say that out loud? Or is it like you, t- you hang out a few times, you get to know each other, maybe you go out to coffee and then like, when does the polyamory bomb get dropped?
2: It, it definitely depends on the situation because if you are interested in somebody, you maybe don't want them to know right away because you don't know if they're interested in you. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So you kind of want to get to know somebody and see if there's even anything there before you throw yourself at them. Okay. <laughs> So yeah. I, I try to, if, if I meet somebody and I like them and we've hung out a few times with a group of people and I think maybe I want to start something, then I would casually kind of drop into the conversation the things about being polyamorous oh
1: so you would say like oh yeah i was hanging out with my boyfriend right. and then like later on the conversation is like oh my husband said
2: right you know okay I, I might even you know bring one of them with me one day and be like this is this is my boyfriend and this is my boyfriend's girlfriend and just introduce the oh, okay. concept mm-hmm. to to everybody you know in a group of people gotcha and then if if nobody's like wow that's so super weird and i never want to talk to you again then i would kind of proceed from there okay all easy. right, okay, There's I have contrast. another question.
3: Have you ever, um, has your boyfriend ever come home, or one, sorry, one of your many boyfriends <laughs> come home after they've spent, you know, a few nights with one of their girlfriends and you know which girl is, like you give them a hug and you can like smell, you're like, oh, how's Chloe? Like, <laughs> I didn't, like, or something like that. It's like, yeah, you, you stayed at Chloe's last night.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, my husband used to date a girl named Jess and she had a very specific perfume. And so I would always know oh. when she had been around because I could smell it on everything. Okay. Yeah.
1: Was it a good perfume? It was. Okay. Yeah, it well, was that's pleasant. good. I yeah. mean, at, at least... Do you
3: have your own personal bedroom or do you share your bedroom with people? Like, or do you have a room that's just yours? That's my bed.
2: <laughs> I don't... We have a a main bedroom in our house, which is because I have a nesting partner, my husband. We primarily sleep in that room, but if yeah. I am seeing somebody like and he's not home or he's off with another girlfriend or whatever, mm-hmm. then generally we'll still sleep in that bed because it's the comfortable one. Have you ever sure. walked in on <laughs> each other?
1: Uh, that's what I was gonna ask. Has there been any sort of like, oh, we miscommunicated, Google Calendar didn't line up for some reason, and like you brought a guy home to to spend the night together, but your husband is there, with one of his girlfriends I have the, had that happen. you have had that happen I have had. okay that tell that us happened. about Absolutely. that that is crazy
2: um so what ended up happening is yeah he was there I think he was there with Jess and I was out with Dan my boyfriend at the time and we were going to go somewhere I think we were going to go camping but then it rained okay and it was raining a lot and so we just decided we weren't going to do that mm-hmm. and for some reason we thought that my husband and his girlfriend had gone to her house. And so we were just like, oh, we'll just go back to the house and, you know, make s'mores on the stove or something. You know, something silly. But we got there and they were already there. And... We ended up playing board games <laughs>
1: together. This is just the best, dude. This really is just know, the best. It, you, you know what she meant by board games. No. Come on. I don't care if it's Naked <laughs> Twister. I don't give a shit.
2: Yeah, no, we played board games and watched shows and stuff. It was It was really fun.
1: Dude, that's so, like...
2: But it was a weird surprise because we did walk in and they were making dinner. You know, they were in the kitchen doing a cute couple's thing. Sure. You know? Yeah. We're making curry together. I'm like, oh, it's adorable. Now we're crashing your party. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So have you, like, even though, so that's one one iteration of that situation. Mm -hmm. But have you ever, like, unexpectedly been walked in on by your husband with you and another, one of your boyfriends?
2: I don't think that's ever happened.
1: Or has he been like in the house or he like shows up from work or something like that?
2: Yeah. But I,
0: what
3: would happen, like if you went if you got home and you went up to your room and your husband is in there with one of his girlfriends in your bed,
2: mm-hmm.
3: are you just kinda of like, Oh, sorry guys, or does that
2: Yeah. Is I, that, usually, there yeah. anything else? I unless I need something out of that room, <laughs> I would just go No, do but I know but I mean I
3: like there's like no you don't get like a little bit of jealousy or anything? Like that just doesn't happen.
2: I don't because that's That's not the way that my brain works, but I know that other people do. So definitely my other boyfriends and my husbands have experienced jealousy. Sure. Certainly.
1: It seems like it's a pretty normal reaction. Absolutely it is. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And what you have to do when that happens is you look at the root of it. Why am I feeling jealous? Am I feeling left out or neglected? Are my needs not being met in some way? Or am I just having a bad day? Am I hungry? There are a lot of things.
1: There's a great uh, skill that you can use. It's called stop, where you stop literally, then you like, or no, it's halt. It's like, am I hungry, angry, lonely, or tired? Mm -hmm. Like that's, if it's one of those things, Like, fix all of those first and then see how you're doing.
2: Yeah, because what jealousy really is, is is it's you trying to push your own negative emotions onto somebody else and make it their fault so that you don't have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, the way that your brain keeps itself safe. You always say, I don't want this to be my fault or my problem, so I want to blame it on you.
0: Sure, okay.
2: But if you can figure out what's causing it, then you can stop that emotion, hopefully.
1: Or yeah, maybe not stop it, but But I mean, get a a, a handle, get get a handle. Yeah. Yeah. Be able to manage it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Gotcha. Gotcha. This is so interesting, dude.
0: Mm.
1: Okay. So here's a question.
3: I mean, this is your life, but it's just without the religious. That's what I was going to say is that like, so
1: when you, like when we got to know each other at at, like the various open mics and and that kind Mm -hmm. of thing, um, when I dropped my (laughs) respective P bomb, um, what was like, what was your reaction to that? Because I'm, I've always been curious of what the polyamorous community views or thinks about in regards to polygamy and the religious side of that type of relationship.
2: Right. Yeah, mm. and I can't speak for everybody, of course. Yeah. But I, I personally am okay with polygamy, but I am not okay that it's only men who have many wives.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. That's usually something that, that is is brought yeah. up.
2: This is not acceptable to yeah. me. So okay. It, I am what I am practicing it's is polyandry. Equal. So I'm I'm a woman yeah. with men and men. Mm-hmm. Mm. And if I was bisexual, then I would probably also have girlfriends. And yeah. And, you, and f- you're not bi. I'm not. Okay. But I think it's kind of bogus that mm. the women, you know, can't have other male partners you
1: said kind of bogus as a way to soften it i think you're actually thinking it's like actually bogus oh
2: it's actually bogus. okay cool yeah (laughs) like i said earlier i've had many friends who were part of the mormon church and were actively practicing polygamy and you know i I always communicated that which which of these friends
1: because i'm probably related to them you probably are (laughs) okay i
2: will will give you some names after we're done then you can maybe tell me if you
1: i mean you can tell them right now can i just drop it out and post No. okay okay. (laughs) all right that's fine (laughs) No, cause no some job. of these
2: people have left, they've left the church and I don't, I don't want to do well, that to them. Okay. But, but these, these female friends that I had mm-hmm. were always like, I wish I could do what, what you're doing or I wish I could have a girlfriend or, you know, anything like a, a romantic relationship because they're often lonely.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. Their
2: husband is very busy. Like <laughs> they're,
1: they're, if you... Like immediately, like the more wives you get, the less time you spend with your husband mm-hmm. or the more wives that your husband gets, the less time you spend with him. I mean, that's just simple math, but right. like, but there's something that compounds on top of that, I think, is that like, I mean, congratulations, people are diverse. And like I mentioned in a previous episode, like that also means sexually, mm-hmm. like I am a hundred percent convinced that there are many people or many women who are involved in polygamy who aren't straight. mm mm-hmm who are bisexual or maybe even lesbian but like you know it the religious aspect of growing up and the the nurture as opposed to the nature part of this idea is so powerful and it's so oppressive that they are willing to throw their happiness down the drain because you know I want to make god happy
2: right and that is it's a very foreign concept to me because With relationship anarchy, my primary relationship is with myself. And I'm not very religious. So I don't focus on a reward in the afterlife for what I'm doing now. I would rather focus on the people in my life and relationship building and making the world a better place and and having a good time. Like, all of these things are important to me. Yeah, totally. And I I don't want to put this external pressure on any of my relationships. Like you have to stay with me or you're not going to heaven. Yeah. Sort of thing. I mean, that's
1: <laughs> what it comes down to really. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, actually it's not so much. I need you to be with me so you can get to heaven. It's like, I need you to be ready and willing to fuck me anytime I want mm-hmm. so you can get into heaven. Yeah.
2: And if I say you can't go, then you don't get to go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> because you have no autonomy because you're, you're one who has a V instead of a P. Right. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's really, it's really shitty. It's really, it's really dumb.
2: I'll stick with kind of bogus and I'll let you say shitty because you're more closely involved. (laughs) I'm I'm fine with saying that.
1: I mean, and, but that being said, I'm
3: not though. It's shitty, shitty, (laughs) shitty. (laughs) shit.
1: No, but I mean, I (laughs) I mean, Fraser's been involved with this podcast since it's iteration. And so he knows, I, it's funny like talking to him about, like talking to you dude about like, remember when we were talking about how you like, you're like the most hardcore polygonometry fan. Like, you know, the lore. Of trigonometry, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like a Lord of the Rings nerd, but with my podcast, it's so funny because um, he knows yeah, like all the stories. Be like, there,
3: there'll be a pod, there'll be there'll be a podcast where they mention they even like allude to like some story that Chris has told me, and I'm like, I, I know what that's. They're going to tease that up for that story or something. <laughs> like, I get like jacked
1: up. Yeah, and and so like it's it's really weird to to think back on on this experience and realize that there are like when I when I talk about it being shitty I'm not talking about specific people I'm not talking about uh you know all polygamists are bullshit that's not what I'm saying and that gets misconstrued every episode (laughs) and my extended family make sure to you know (laughs) have their own opinions about it which is totally fine I'm I'm not going to remove their opinion from them because that's not cool but while i like when i say like polygamy is shitty or fuck polygamy i'm talking about the institution i'm talking about this whole idea of it like it seems like it's really not that great of an idea mm-hmm. um and there are many polygamists there are many people who practice polygamy and engage in this practice who are the most incredible people on planet earth like the capacity to love somebody in that idea and in that situation is insane it's it's mind blowing it's absurd how much you can find love for someone despite all these struggles and hardships and everything else? Like it's really, really awesome.
2: Yeah. So absolutely, it is. And you know, to to your point about that, there's a lot of toxicity in polyamory as well. And I don't.
1: I can only imagine.
2: Yeah, there's a lot because a lot of people, especially in a primary relationship, let's say you're married to somebody, and you are feeling unfulfilled. Many people believe that a solution to that is to open the relationship and involve more people. Mm. And that is a problem because you don't you don't fix problems by adding more things on top of them.
0: Yes,
1: you actually go to the root of it. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So that you do find a lot of people who are new to a polyamory community who have recently opened up their relationships and they really are just looking for a band-aid for their existing relationship.
1: Yeah. That seems like it would just, I mean, it sounds like it would never work out.
2: Yeah, and it doesn't. And a lot of people end up getting hurt Yeah, in, in those aspects. And so because of that, there are quite a few people in poly communities who will not date people who are new to polyamory. They would say you, a- you have to have been a practicing polyamorous or, or whatnot for many years or you have to have had a certain number of long-term relationships, and maybe I want to talk to your previous partners and see if they hate you. Sure.
1: <laughs> so here's a question, because I while I see that idea as being completely and totally logical and you know safe, mm-hmm. um, it seems as almost like if you are new to polyamory, like that must be kind of a, almost a gatekeeping type of idea. Do you, is that something is, that happens? Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, absolutely, it is, and it it really just depends on the person. Like I sure. said, some people are unwilling to date somebody who's new to a poly community, but for me personally I, I end up dating people who aren't polyamorous at all. Like okay. I generally end up dating single guys. Sure. Who have, you know, never even heard of this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. So.
3: How hard is how hard is it for them to get used to this whole new idea? Like you um, is it yeah, they how must does find how, it tricky at the very start.
1: How does how does one break into the yeah, polyamory how scene? How do you
3: bring it up? Yeah, yeah. How do you get broken into it?
2: Yeah, some some people are comfortable with it right away and some are not. Like um, my long term boyfriend who I've been seeing now for five years, initially he he said, you know, I'm not sure about this, but I'm willing to see where this relationship goes. Sure. And him and I dated for a long time and he did meet my husband and they, they know each other and they've, they've hung out before, but they're not close friends or anything like that.
1: But they have respect for one another. Yeah. Okay. They, they,
2: obviously they know that the other person exists and you know, they're, they're okay Is involved
1: him. and then all that mm-hmm. stuff. You're right. on the same page.
2: Yeah. But for the first, honestly, for the first couple of years of our relationship, he kind of kept me at arm's length, I guess. Okay. Cause he was always thinking, well, I love you and we will be together as long as we're together. But, if if I meet somebody else and I'm really excited about them and I want to enter into a monogamous relationship, we might need to break up. Mm-hmm. And I just said, you know, I respect that. Because that's true of any relationship. If someone you're with, even if you're monogamous, if your partner meets somebody else and they fall in love, they're going to mm-hmm. cheat on you or they're going to leave you. Yeah. And it's to me, it's better if it's all above board. If, if everybody says this is a decision that I'm making and I want you to know about it rather than me running around behind your back.
1: The theme of communication rears its ugly head. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But after, so now we've been together for five years. So about year three, we were having a very serious conversation. I don't remember why, I guess we were at dinner or something. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, I realized that I have been keeping you at arm's length because I wasn't sure if I wanted to throw myself fully into our relationship because, oh. because you're married and seeing another person, and et cetera. And so he,
1: it was like a defense mechanism? Yeah, it was a defense mechanism, okay.
2: and, and that's what he said. He was like, I was just keeping myself safe, but now that we've been together this long, and I know that I love you and I want to be with you, I'm okay to totally throw myself into it. Mm-hmm. You know, And totally. I, I knew throughout our relationship that he had been keeping hesitant distance, yeah, okay. emotionally a little bit. But he he stuck to that and he did become more open and Okay. I think our relationship has improved significantly because of that.
1: That's awesome. And I love how you, sorry Fraser, you had a question. No, I don't you, want to cut you off.
3: No, no, you carry on, you carry on.
1: So I have um so you, I just appreciate the idea, like almost every single question, regardless if it's ridiculous and stupid about Halloween or someone, something a little bit more serious is that like you always answer with, it depends.
2: It does. And I think
1: that's really kind of cool because it, it, I mean, there's so many times where there's no like blanket answer. There's no like all encompassing idea Mm -hmm. with any of this stuff. And I think that there's, you know, something to be said about that in regards to just people in general, but I mean, when it comes to polygamy as well, like I get so many questions uh, that are, you know, both hilarious or, you know, would someone who probably practices polygamy would find offensive. but yeah, I mean, Fraser, you could probably say though well, like, every time me. I've answered a question <laughs> from you, oh, <laughs> I was always God. like, "Yeah, yeah man." Serious. Well, actually, look, it
3: depends. And Fraser would get so pissed. He's just right. like, "Well, come on, man!" Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: what's going Chris, on?
3: <laughs> we met, and I think I think on the like second day we met, you mentioned something about Utah. Yep, and I went, "Oh, Mormons," oh. <laughs> and just because I know about Mormons because of South Park. As anyone who's listened to any of the podcasts that I've been on know, that's all my prior knowledge to Mormonism. But we, as soon as you told me that, I did not stop asking questions. Then, when you, as soon as you said about polygamy, I think I've asked you every single question under the sun. Yeah, yeah. i, yeah. I thought of everything. I've thrown them all at you.
1: Yeah, it's been it's been fun, but no.
3: And I feel I feel like we're better people for it.
1: Well, that's <laughs> debatable. Um, <laughs> it depends it depends on who you talk to <laughs> um, but I just appreciate that idea of you know individuality and it's like it all hinges on the situation in, in and of itself um, some polygamous men are fucking amazing mm-hmm. some of them are mm-hmm. straight up dirtbags and, you know, it's, and it's not just the men, you know, <laughs> I want to give like equal shit to everybody. <laughs> like there are some also, there are also some, some women who are involved in polygamous relationships that are just royal cunts. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. I mean that <laughs> like exclusively. <laughs> um, so, but yeah. What questions do you have? I'm so curious, like, cause I'm sure that there's, I mean, we've obviously been berating you for the last hour and 25 minutes, but like, <laughs> What questions do you have about polygamy at all?
2: Well, I hadn't thought about it in advance. I probably should have.
1: Okay. I don't mean to put you on the spot.
2: No, that's all right. Um, I guess a, a big question would be, is there is there an upper limit in polygamy for the number of wives? like is there a concept of polysaturation for polygamy?
1: Um. When it comes to the dogma and the religious part of it, like the, the scriptures and, you know, the foundation of the religion, I don't think there is. But in practicality and how it's practiced right now, I think there's only so much a dude can handle before he breaks.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and there's only so much that a woman can handle before she breaks as well. Like, you know, say a guy has, you know, good old brother Brigham, you know, 56 wives. He, he could see like if you were a member of that situation, right? You were one of the fifty-six or whatever number it is. I can't remember. Um, you're only spending one night with him out of every fifty-six days. That's two months, and you don't see your husband. You see your husband, <laughs> you see your husband six times a year, and that's it. Like that would be insane, right? Yeah. You know, so there's no there's no way that anybody now would actually ever have that many. I mean Warren Jeff's attempted to, but Mm -hmm. he's in jail now. So good old Uncle Warren. Um, shout out. But uh yeah, I would say that the people now think there might be a polysaturation. Like my uncle has five wives, um, and I think he's been asked 100 ways till sunday about like well would you ever pick up another one he's like
3: no 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 no
1: (laughs) i don't want to speak for him he'll be on the podcast soon but
3: okay well so for you rabbit are you um so the time so your boyfriends were you are you often looking for a new boyfriend or does every time you've met a boyfriend it's just kind of just happened or are you like yeah do you know what Four is my lucky number. I'm down to two (laughs) at the moment. I should probably start recruiting. (laughs) (laughs) Start
2: handing out flyers. (laughs) Um, You know, I when I was younger, I tried online dating a couple times, and I I don't like it. It's just terrible. So I I did do that to meet people. Yeah, a long time ago, but I stopped doing that. I prefer to meet people organically, and I don't have a, a magic number that I'm looking for, and I'm never looking. For a relationship. Mm. I'm just always making friends.
3: When it happens.
2: Yeah. When it happens, it happens. But my my main goal is just to foster my general curiosity about the world and about other people and get to know people and do cool things and... You know, if I meet somebody that I hit it off with that I'm also attracted to, that's a big bonus. But I don't... It's the best bonus, isn't I don't, it? I don't, I don't expect like, it. That's, yeah, like, that's
1: the, the best, best feeling. It's yeah. like, man, they're interesting, and I like looking at them. Right. That's awesome. And,
2: that is, <laughs> and it's very rare for me. Okay. To to actually be attracted to somebody.
1: Okay, so now I have a next question. Um, what's your type?
2: Oh. Oh. Oh, super nerdy. Yeah. Nerdy? Oh, yeah. All right. Um, if you are a... If you have a computer science degree and you like board games, but you can also hike <laughs> and you have to be Dungeons funny. and
3: Dragons? You, gotta be you guys funny. play Dungeons and Dragons together?
2: I've never played Dungeons and Dragons, but I have oh. run a, I've run a Shadowrun campaign.
1: Okay, all right. So okay. you you're familiar. So yeah. I think that a poly a Polycule's D&D campaign would be super
3: oh, fun, dude. Dude, that's, it'd be so
0: that's dope. That's one of the memes. That's
3: where, D&D's where you really <laughs> learn each other. Yeah. yeah. That's where yeah. You
2: learn
0: up. <laughs> <Yeah. But> you <laughs> you hit it, so you awesome. found a
2: polyamory meme. One of them is uh, we're not actually looking for partners. We're just trying to get a full D&D campaign.
3: I love that. <laughs> I love that. Oh, man, that's a t-shirt. I'd have that on a t-shirt. That yeah. is awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay, so because I think about this every single time, like if there is a, if there is a polygamous man with an odd number of wives, I try to find the similar majority. Mm-hmm. Like what's similar across mm. all of them, and right. that's his type, right? Wow. That's the I love playing that game. I did it in church when I was a kid all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you have three men or four men in your life no three and they're all nerds so,
2: four right now three four right now three that are serious okay so there's five of you okay one, this is another vocabulary word i have a satellite partner who lives in the netherlands and i only see him once a year
1: Dude. Okay. Yeah, so that it is four
2: people, but this one partner lives in the Netherlands with his girlfriend. Okay. And he's here. Aww. Is he from the Netherlands? Or he is. He? He's okay. from the Netherlands. So he's in the country for a week out of every year for a big festival that we go to. So okay. That's what w- festival is when it? I see him. Wasteland Weekend.
1: Okay. All right. I've, I've yeah. heard the name. In the I, desert. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay. So I see him once a year, and then I, I'm actually going out there next summer to spend some time.
1: Oh, dude. That sounds awesome.
2: Yeah. ah.
3: Oh. It, well, it's gorgeous. The Netherlands is just a. Yeah, I've seen.
2: See I've been that. to Norway and I absolutely loved it. And I know the Netherlands is is flatter. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm really hmm. excited to go see a new place.
1: So your type, with four,
2: mm-hmm. is
1: nerdy computer science hiker mm-hmm. who also
2: likes board games. Yes.
3: Okay. Do they all wear glasses or?
2: None of them wear glasses. Well. For work, yes.
3: what kind of nerd they
2: For are. Work, then? Yeah,
1: seriously, they not, not <laughs> don't wear glasses. Do they have pocket protectors?
2: No, no.
1: Do they get shoved into lockers? Are they not, into that?
2: Not that variety of nerdy. <laughs> More the um, Hawaiian shirt nerdy, I guess. Oh. <laughs> <Whoa. laughs>
3: <laughs> hey, it's not a it's not a diss to be a nerd, dude. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 no. My question is, what's nerdy about Magnum PI? <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious right now, my dude? <laughs> That's awesome. Mm. Okay. All right. So, okay. So, nerds. Mm-hmm. Cool. Chris, what well, for your time? You, all right. If you had, Chris, if you did have, you said your magic number was three on a podcast that me and you did when you were a kid. You yeah. You told yourself it was going to be three. I,
1: I, okay. Yeah. So, for reference, but wow. when I was a kid, um, uh, I... Because that was like the juicy thing to talk about during sleepovers. It's like, mm-hmm. how many wives are you going to have? Wow. Um, and I was like, oh, I thought, I put a lot of thought. <laughs> I actually did put a lot of thought into this. And I was like, I think three. three. I think three. Yeah, and because
3: it was like. In your head, when you, was, when you thought of those three, were they all different or did you have a type? Two, or, there's <laughs> the other question Were they three people that you did already know? No. 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 Okay. But. I will
1: say, I said, I gotta have a brunette, blonde, and a redhead. That's all. Hell yeah! I had to. That was the thing. And I was like, because my do kids. Do all your boyfriends
3: have the same hair color?
2: Um, they do. They all have brown hair. Okay.
1: No. Okay, Solid. Type. Solid. That's a tight. Solid. I um, but yeah, like, I, <laughs> I was like, okay, so, I mean, the kids from the brunette are all gonna have brown hair. And that way, because in my brain, I was like, I'll be able to keep track of them easier. <laughs> like, like all my kids are going to be like, okay, so you have red hair. Okay, gotcha. All right. Because I'm, I'm fairly forgetful. Mm. <laughs> so I was like, if I'm going to have, <laughs> I, that's how much thought I put into it. I was like, okay, blonde, brunette, redhead. That's a great way to talk about your wives just because it's a joke in and of itself. That's mm. how many jokes start with a blonde, brunette, and redhead walking to a bar mm-hmm. or walk to a, a room or whatever right so I thought that was funny and I was like that'll yeah, work that is funny that and I'm work. like eight years old thinking about this like oh that'd be funny <laughs> and then I was like well and a positive part of that is that like if all my kids from her are going to have the same hair color. That way I'll be able to keep track of them, mm-hmm. right? That way they don't get lost in the mix. I'll probably have maybe one, I don't know, maybe See, 17, 25 gone, kids.
3: You, you should have gone okay. white, black, Asian. And there we go. And then it's even easier.
1: <laughs> Harder to bol- get those folks into uh, polygamy. Mm.
3: Um, yeah, well, no, yeah, but yeah, true that. But also those jokes are way more risky than blonde brunette. <laughs> <laughs> true.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I wasn't thinking about risky jokes when I was eight years old. Right.
3: <laughs> Dude, I was, I started watching South Park when I was like six. <laughs> okay,
1: that's, yeah. And yeah, look how you my, turned out, motherfucker. That
2: would have to be their natural hair color Fuck or yeah. else, you know, it would get confusing.
1: I mean, unless they started like dyeing all their kids' hair Right, <laughs> right. Or you'd have to get like colorful
2: t-shirts and, you, you know, the red team, the blue team, and the green team. We
1: had a family reunion. <laughs> with, Dude. This is so funny. So we had a family reunion and it was like a lot of us, most of us. And when I mean us, it's most of the people that are listening to us right now. <laughs> um, we had what's this. Up? <laughs> what's up, guys? Um, we had a family reunion. And, like, depending on which mom of. Okay, so my great-grandfather was Joseph Lyman Jessup. And he had three wives. I believe so. Right? I might be, I, I might be completely wrong. But, f- like, each level of. De- which mother's descendants all had a specific color of T-shirt. Um and so it was like, you know, if you're from Melita, I think we were I think all the people from Melita were wearing red. And then like Winnie was yellow. Um I can't remember exactly, but but yeah, like there was like a bunch of my entire fucking family and all of us are wearing like similar T shirts, like, oh that's who they came from, yeah. <laughs> like kind of idea. Yeah. That's um, what they do
3: with sheep, isn't
1: it? Helpful. Like they put.
2: The different jackets. Like the, yeah. The, share them the rams, <laughs> they have color on them. Yeah.
3: yeah. So when they're Yeah, yeah. That's a. That's genius. <laughs> that's genius. Your, your granddad's taking, taking parrot and tips from sheep. Well,
1: I'm, or they took it from him. <laughs> like, what if I was that guy? Like, if my one of my wives. <laughs> like dyed her hair like a neon green or something like that. It's like, all right, got to get the Wrong kids lined kids. up. Got Y'all gotta have to have the buddy. same hair color. Can't get confused. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That'd be hilarious.
0: <laughs>
3: oh my God. Is kids something that you've ever thought about? About having, uh, making, you know, um, a bit more of a nuclear family?
2: I, I don't have children and I don't want to. Okay, that's so yeah, fair enough. It's not really in the cards for me. But I had mm-hmm. considered maybe when I'm, older I might adopt maybe okay. but yeah. but it's not something that I'm thinking about now
3: yeah, yeah. interesting
2: because then yeah that's another thing of like
3: how do you raise where would they yeah and that's more but, okay well, in the community so that must be something quality. that does happen in the community right mm-hmm, there's two people in relationships yeah one
2: yeah
3: well so then I'm just trying to think about how how does that work practically i guess the kid will have they will stay at one place solitary like yeah i I don't know again this is where it's just it's such a world that i'm i don't know it's so interesting
2: yeah so my husband has dated a few different people who have children and generally speaking even if all the adults are moving around like let's say i'm gonna go spend the night at a boyfriend's house or even just a friend's Mm -hmm. house i'm just gonna go stay with a friend for a couple of days or go to Seattle or whatever I'm going to do. Kids stay in one place because children need Mm -hmm. stability. Sure. So if you are dating somebody with kids, the kids don't move. You know, they stay in their room with their things and and their safety zone and the adults Mm kind of orbit around them. Okay. And it's not, I know that when he was dating, um, he was dating a woman who had three children and they honestly never asked any questions about it cuz kids are so adaptable yeah they were just like oh yeah. that's that's my mom's boyfriend and this is that's you know, dad that's, that's mom's dad. boyfriend and yeah dad okay. mom's boyfriend and mom's boyfriend's wife and then her boyfriend and his girlfriend and like they just never ask any questions about it it's yeah because
1: i mean human beings aren't born judgmental they're not
2: they just and yeah they just kind of accepted it as here are all these adults that i feel safe with and that i can talk to and it's great
1: i have a question um would you consider the polyamorous lifestyle to be like inherently instable
2: i would consider people to be inherently instable okay <laughs>
1: but not the structure itself Good answer. Uh, that's what I, yeah i was yeah. Ho- i was thinking that but like but you don't think the lifestyle in and of itself is like I've this any risky, so any cracked other, foundation?
0: okay?
2: Yeah, not any more so than any other relationship style. Because if you are an unstable person who is not ready for a relationship or not prepared to be a good communicator and you don't know what you want out of your life you are going to be harder to deal with in a relationship. And whether that's a monogamous relationship or a polyamorous one, or even just relationships with your friends and your family. Sure. Uh, unstable people are going to be unstable. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of, as somebody who, who dates you know, multiple people, I try to make sure that the people I date are at least good communicators and generally stable human beings mm-hmm. before I get involved.
1: I love how you say at least generally stable. Generally That's stable. so funny because it it's like, we're all look, man,
2: <laughs>
3: look, I'm I'm willing to rescind a little bit here. <laughs> yeah,
2: maybe we've all got our things, sure. you know. Okay. Um,
3: I have another question and I, not to be taken offensively at, at all, but do you ever get branded or called like a slut or anything like oh, that? Yeah. Like is slut shaming huge in polyamory?
2: Yeah, outside of the community, it definitely is.
3: Outside looking mm. in.
2: Yeah, anybody who's not polyamorous they do make an assumption that you it's are, all about the sex right that you're promiscuous and that it's all about sex mm. and that yeah. you know in the way that swinging is about sex people just think you're just there to screw everybody and you know i have had people react very negatively to me like they've gotten afraid for their other partners like like i'm going to be a cowboy and run in and steal their husband or something okay. like that mm. because i you know when i tell people i'm married you can see them visibly relax almost like especially Mm -hmm. women oh she's normal oh "Oh, she's normal she's (laughs) married i can leave the room and with my husband in the room and she's not going to jump on him (laughs) but with the with the polyamory (laughs) aspect there is a tension that pops up like women will get very tense and and they kind of you know and then there's an assumption even from a lot of my male acquaintances they, they mm. will kind of go, oh, well, now I, I have a chance here. And okay. that's not any more the case than it is with anybody else that you meet on a regular basis, you know.
1: Yeah, I would think that, like, yeah. when you're hanging out with dudes or you're meeting people organically at a bar mm-hmm. or whatever, right. um, that when you mention that you're
3: polyamorous, like, ears perk up.
2: right. There's it's like oh I can I can
3: probably have sex with her cuz she doesn't easy. give a shit.
2: Yeah, you're easy. Well,
3: that is yeah. like it's that kind of thing that always always happens. I think that I I assume that men probably have an easier time being polyamorous than women. to people outside of that community. Mm. Right? I don't like I'm that might be wrong. I'm just trying to think in my head like if a dude is just like yeah, no, I'm polyamorous. I got like, you know, four girlfriends. He's gonna be getting a hella high fives at work, you know.
2: Yeah, and that, then, that is like, true. Yeah,
3: yeah, and then it, it, it's what is, is that? Is that a thing?
2: Yeah, I would say that that's a thing. That's um, they're definitely more rewarded by society for being a man with many girlfriends or many wives you're mm-hmm. giving you know high fives
3: which is fucked up by the way
2: yeah i would say it is yeah and then it, as a woman people really frown at you about that and they say well what's wrong mm-hmm. with her and you know why does she have low self-esteem that's one that i get a lot yeah so, and oh, I, I think self-esteem
1: i truly think that that's all just a product of something obviously a lot bigger of mm-hmm. like the you know eurocentric christianity influence mm-hmm. idea that you know your virginity is your value right as if yeah. that even makes sense yeah and
2: as soon as that's gone you've you've lost you know you've driven the car off the lot now it's worth a lot less oh <laughs>
1: that's such a great depreciation dude pussy has a lot of yeah. depreciation <laughs>
2: <every time. laughs> It's had many owners.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so many analogies. Like the ones that we were taught, there's the bread and butter thing that people have, who are fans of the podcast have heard before. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but, yeah.
3: It's a great analogy.
1: Yeah. I'm not going to say it now, but, um, but then there's also like, oh, you're, you know, men are keys and women are locks. A key that can open up many locks is a good key, but a lock that's opened up by many keys is a bad lock. <laughs> right? <laughs> Like I think that is so That is so, funny though. It's like, funny. It's it's fucked up. But it's, it's it's fucked up <laughs> but it's like okay, sure. I mean, I see the bullshit logic there. <laughs> right. Um but yeah, like I couldn't I couldn't think of a way to be more damaging to someone's self-esteem than like them about that yeah like that's so 100 that's so bad dude like it, that's such a negative is, thing to put in someone's life it's
2: very negative and i get a lot of uh, not as much anymore but from my extended family i got a lot of flack for being polyamorous and i was not mm. allowed to see my little brother and sister for many years when they were young when they were maybe what? from the ages of four to 14 because my father was worried that i would be a bad influence on them I'm so sorry. Yeah, it was it was really rough. Yeah, that's I, disgusting. I wanted to be a part of their lives, but he cut me out. Because he, he basically, he found out that I had... Multiple partners, and he hadn't been living with us like my entire okay. life, so yeah.
3: But you're not going to be talking to kids,
2: no. Why would I talk to kids that <laughs> you're gonna that? be sitting them down <laughs> and be
3: like, no. guys, there's another way to live, just shut the door, yeah. make sure your parents can't, no, hear. don't tell that anyone. It doesn't fucking happen,
2: no, it doesn't unless
3: I, like it comes up, like, oh, do you have a boyfriend? Yeah, and be I like, say, yeah. oh,
2: yeah, I do, and then, then I would let it go. Yeah. I wouldn't say yeah, more you're about not- it. <laughs> kids don't really care, you're not gonna be,
3: you're not, <laughs> you're not like, <laughs> you're not corralling them. It's like, all right, guys, listen, look,
1: Google Calendar's your best friend. Right.
3: (laughs) That's the difference between polyamory and religion because there's no like polyamory preachers on the side of the road saying join our little cause. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And if they were, and here's the thing if there was somebody out there like on a street corner with like a cardboard sign that says like come join this polyamorous group, it's like that guy's trying to start a cult.
0: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs)
2: Whereas my sign would just say it depends. Yep, it depends. (laughs) It depends. depends. depends.
0: That's so great. But yeah, I couldn't Whoa. see them
2: for a long time, and that was there really sad. And he he acted like I was a sex offender, basically. And, Jesus and Christ! Then he had all these questions for me that were all centered around sex. You know, it was, it was all very to him. Everything about it was about that aspect of it.
3: And yeah, I think most people though, sex—that's going to be one of the first things that kind of pops. Absolutely, and I don't one of the first yeah. things that pops into my mind. I mean, I, mean, I don't
1: think it's wrong really. to think of it that way
2: it's because it's absolutely okay to ask yeah. those questions.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah totally.
3: Yeah, it is, because yeah, again, as soon as you mentioned it, Chris, I think that the first questions I definitely asked were like, how are the
2: orgies?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, and if that happens, I'm sure it does. I mean, we've all been to Burning Man, right?
2: Yeah, it doesn't happen. I haven't done it, but I'm sure other people have.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: And that's, and you mentioned that you're not a very sexual person, as in like you... Would you say that your sex drive is, like, high, low, medium? I mean, I don't want to get too personal. You can answer questions.
2: I would say it's not very high. Okay. It's it's probably normal for a person my age. Okay. But... I I don't think it's very high, and you know it can be at the beginning of a relationship.
1: Well, I mean it's the honeymoon phase. Yeah. Like you're
2: stoked on each phase, other, and like, yeah, 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 all the time. But yeah. you know that that dies off after a while, and I'm sure. I'm 100 okay with that. Yeah, yeah.
3: honey, I just want to play Mario Kart.
2: Yeah, okay. <laughs> I just want to play
1: Settlers of Catan <laughs> with my boyfriend, my husband, his girlfriend, and exactly. his husband. Yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> yes, we're in the middle of this campaign. We can't stop it. <laughs> that's, that's
1: wonderful wonderful